get out there and use Camtasia 23. There are so many cool things inside of it. You're going to love doing it. Um, you know, if if you are a passionate video creator and you're looking for ways to um, make your video content more engaging uh, without a ton of extra work, Camtasia 23 is going to have a ton of great features for you. So get out there and start using it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. My name is Matt Pierce, host of the Digital Lounge, where we talk about using images and videos in the workplace. Today, we are going to be talking about the new Camtasia 2023. It's been out for a little while. If you haven't seen it, you need to go download it. You need to go try it. There's some awesome features. We're going to dig into some of those features, talk about some of the behind the scenes, the whys, the whats, the wherefores, but you get to come along for the journey. So we've got a fantastic guest today. Let me introduce you to Kelly Rush. Kelly Rush is a product manager on the Camtasia team and has been with TechSmith for almost 20 years. His favorite part about working on Camtasia is that he gets to help create and evolve a product that he loves using every day. And I, I will say I've got the chance to work with Kelly for a long time. He's awesome. He is knowledgeable and he knows video. He's got a great background in video, so it's going to be a fantastic conversation. So with that, help me welcome Kelly Rush to the Visual Lounge. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Great. Hi, Matt. Thanks for hey. letting me be here. Yeah, so for just quick backstory here, for those who don't know, we you and I actually started a long time ago, what was it, 2011, a live stream like show uh, called The Forge, uh, so that then we we really, pioneer, I don't know, we were pioneers, but we were trying something no one really was doing, and it was, uh, I learned a lot about what I do now from that those experiences with you, so thank you for those those good days. Those are crazy times. It was, uh, can you imagine live streaming video? What a weird thing to do, right? It was weird at the time. It was weird at the time and it's, it's, it's still kind of strange, but we're, we're grateful for all the lessons learned and that experience. So Kelly, we're going to jump into some questions as we always ask people. So first of all, how did you get involved and started with using video? Oh boy, you're asking me to dig deep into the past on that one. So uh, where did I first get started with video? Um, when I first got started with video, we didn't have anything like software for editing video. Uh, we had very large hardware equipment that you would, uh, stick a tape into and you would, uh, have it do sort of like cuts inside of that video. And uh, it was a whole, whole shebang. And we've come a long way since then, but yeah, I started back then and I've had a great chance to watch the entire industry evolve from sort of those really expensive hardware behemoths all the way down into, you know, what we're doing today with computers and editing your videos and uh, software. So it's been pretty amazing journey for me. Yeah, I know. You know, it's one of the things I share with people is always the limitations that we had when I first started at TechSmith making tutorial videos for the web. And it's like, well, it's got to be four megabytes, can only be like this super size kind of small thing. Uh, and people are like, why? And it's like, well, nowadays I, I, I make something that's five, six gigs. And I'm like, I don't even blink. Like, it's like not a big deal. Yeah. YouTube will take care of it. Right. <laughs> I remember working on projects and, uh, you know, having to finish a project and then move it onto an external drive. Cause you just didn't have enough space on your computer to have another project on there. And now I've got, you know, dozens, hundreds of projects on there. So yeah, it's been an interesting evolution. Absolutely. So Kelly, at, with this long kind of journey and viewpoint into the video industry for, for you, what makes a successful video? Um, a successful video to me means that you've created something that people enjoy to watch, right? Um, you know, and the, the, the criteria for judging that is always a little bit fuzzy, right? Um, but 
ultimately, if you've created something that has information or that's entertaining and is engaging for people and they enjoy watching it, you've done your job, right? Um, and there's lots of different ways to approach that. And you as a creator are always honing your craft and trying to, um, you know, strive to get to that point where you've created something that's more engaging to people. But at the end of the day, if you've made something that somebody out there enjoys, you've done your job. Yeah, I, I love that, right? And there's lots of information that you can you can convey that could be, we, we often talk about uh, kind of learning focusing stuff, but like it really is, uh, there's so many different options, but I like to focus on getting people to enjoy it, to want to watch it, to want to consume uh, that information. And I know sometimes, frankly, I have to consume information just because I have to, but it's so much better when I like, oh, I really enjoy this. This was fun. Right. And there's, there's a lot of pressure now, um, because you see, you know, with things like YouTube, with creators that, you know, they have millions, tens of millions of subscribers and their views mm -hmm. have, you know, billions of views on their videos. And you, you sort of feel the pressure of like, how can I possibly compete with that? And don't, right? Like try to find the small audiences out there, right? If, if you can make just a small ha handful of people happy again, like maybe that's a great place for you to start and you've done your job just by engaging with them. Yeah, it's all it's all about the niches, right? Or or niches, however however you choose to say that particular word. So Kelly, uh, as a video producer, as someone who's made a lot of videos, I know you make a lot of uh, great videos internally and things that go externally as well. Um, but what's a tip that you'd give our audience about improving their videos to make their videos a little bit better? Yeah, um, I guess the biggest thing for me with um, with video editing is curiosity, right? Um, you have to get out there and look at what other people are doing and be inspired. And they'll do the same thing with you, right? Like, um, you know, if you work on things, people are going to be watching what you're doing and get inspiration. So, um, you know, there's all the table stakes of, you know, how we, knowing how to edit a video and what it's like to tell a story and craft that type of stuff. Um, but the biggest thing that's going to help you evolve as a creator is being curious and getting out there and seeing what other people are doing and just trying stuff and, you know, being willing to fail and experiment, but, you know, taking all of that and growing as a creator. Yeah, I, I, I love that tip because I know there's been a few times when I've seen something, I'm like, I don't know how they did that. And then I go and try to do my own version replication. And that's been such a great, great learning experience. There's a, one time in particular, like this motion graphic video. And I'm going to see like, can can I do most of these things? And I, it was, you know, there was limitations. Uh, you know, they were probably using like After Effects or something made for that. And I was using Camtasia, but I was like, wow, I actually can do a lot of these things and some of them were harder, some of them were easier, but, and it took some time, but it, so I love that. Be curious, go, go, go with that. Combine that with your, your other thing that you said about, you know, find the, the small group of audience that's going to really want what you have. And man, that, that can be really powerful. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about the thing we're here for Camtasia 2023. Uh, I've gotten to play around with it. It is, it has got some cool stuff in it. But let's start kind of that super high level. You work on the product team. You're you're kind of getting to see a lot of things. And I know you have your kind of your niche inside that product team. But kind of what what's the, if we're going to 10,000 foot view, if you will, what's Camtasia 2023 really all about? Yeah, I mean, and it sort of depends on who you ask, right? We'll all, we'll all tell you different things about what we're trying to do. Um, but for me, I think with 23 uh, for Camtasia, what we're really trying to do is um, make video editing fun. Right. There's so many tedious aspects to making videos. And, um, you know, we've all been there where you're working on a project that's not much fun and it's a slog and it just feels like it's never ending. 
And then conversely, you know, every so often you get lucky and you're working on a project that you really enjoy and you're just having fun and time goes by and like, maybe you forget to eat lunch and dinner because like, you're just really <laughs> enjoying the process. And I think that's something that we're trying to do at 23 is um, try to bring you a set of tools that can hopefully get rid of some of that tedium of video editing and give you more of those uh, chances to have fun when you're editing. Um, because when you're having fun making videos, you're going to want to come back and make more. And that's really the name of the game is we're trying to get people to make as much video content as possible. Because, you know, like I said at the top of the show, we've come so far from, you know, uh, where it was at with making videos before. It's been completely democratized and it's a great time for people to get it out there and just start trying to make content. And if they're having fun doing it, they're going to be more inspired to do more of it. Well, then it becomes, I, I find that as I make more video, it, it gets easier. And then that fun also be, translates into more practical, right? Like I can do things faster and easier and better. And I'm, I want, you know, it just makes that whole use case like, oh gosh, this is so easy. Why wouldn't I do that? Versus all the myriad of things that I, I used to do, write a long email or have a, a long meeting where I'm just sharing information or a presentation. So I, I do like that aspect. And um, so let's, let's talk about some of those things. The first thing I want to talk about the kind of the introductory experience when you come into Camtasia, you open it up and you're, you're welcomed by the home window. I think that's what we call it home, right? Uh, I'm going to, if I'm going to screw up all the terms, Kelly, you get to correct me. So this, this is good. Uh, coming into the home. So, so it's not completely new, but you guys have really worked to, to change that experience. Why is that a critical thing that a software tool would focus on um, as for that first kind of initial experience. What What's the value there for me as a user? Yeah, so the Camtasia Home uh, experience is something that we introduced a couple of releases ago. And, um, you know, to be honest, it was pretty bare bones at the beginning, right? It was just a way to sort of get in and launch a project inside of Camtasia. Um, you know, it was meant to ease up that workflow a little bit. Over time, the goal with the home window has really been to create a hub inside of Camtasia that is um, a place for you as the user to come in and um, just get as much information as possible um, and try to make it a, a positive experience to get you off and running inside of Camtasia. And so, um, you know, as as we've gone over time and uh, put out more releases of Camtasia, you're seeing just more inside of this home window that's uh, intended to get you back in there and uh, create something that's really valuable for you as a user. Yeah. So I, for those who are watching the video, they'll get to see it. You're listening to podcasts. We'll try not to talk too much uh, specifics, but I, I do love that when I came in here, like, first of all, uh, the, the ability to find those recent projects is it was there, but it, it, it just feels really refined for some reason. Um, but also if you scroll down a little bit, there's all this other material. So there's feature assets, free assets, premium assets. Talk to us a little bit like why, why bring those up front and into the, this, this point in the experience? What's the kind of thinking there? Right. Yeah. So this is, you know, as we talk about, you know, having fun inside of, um, a video editor, when you're using it, the first step is trying to either start up a new project or load up something that you were working on. And so with the recent projects, um, that you have up there at the top, for those that are watching, um, you know, that's something that's meant to make it, uh, sort of easily to easy to visually scan what you've been working on and get back into it. And, um, you know, since we've introduced that, I found myself more and more, um, you know, one thing that you can do is you can save your project and it'll get a thumbnail for those of you watching, uh, that shows what you're working on. I find myself sort of narcissistically going through my project and going like, what is that one frame that I'm going to want to sort of like live on? And so I can see it every time I open this home window. Right. And so that's, um, that's sort of been fun to play around with. Um, 
and then the assets lane too that you that you have up here um that's another thing where uh we have the asset store for camtasia and it's something that we've had for you know a number of years now where you can go and get assets and bring them into camtasia but the the experience has always been somewhat disconnected because you have to leave the product to go in and go find your assets and bring them back and so what we're trying to do here is uh start to open that up a little bit the connection between our our big chunk of assets that we have out there in Camtasia so that it's much easier for you to find those and bring them in and get started on a project with them. Well, I, I think as, as a video creator, what I've noticed is that one of the challenges I have is just like all, not even recording the recordings, like recordings are hard. Don't, don't please, no one take me that the wrong way, but like getting the stuff that I need to, to supplement, to make the video enjoyable, more dynamic, more interesting, more rich is what takes a lot of time. Like, I, you know, if I'm going to have a music track and anyone who's listened to podcasts has, hear, has heard me talk about music, but sometimes, yes, I do use music. Uh, it becomes like a, it's a burden, right? Like it is tough to go and find. And so I, I love that this kind of brings that all just right to the, the forefront of like, hey, there's other stuff you might need. And, you know, it's even a, the second tab is their free assets, right? Things that you can just, you can just use. Seems like a really powerful way to, to introduce it to people. Yeah. One of the biggest challenges that we find when we're talking to users, um, is, is overcoming the feeling that you don't want to make a video, right? Once you've sort of started making, when you, when you first started making videos, you know, they can be an overwhelming experience, right? And you'll come up with any myriad number of excuses in your head as to why you shouldn't make a video. And what we're trying to do always in Camtasia is help you get rid of those excuses. And so assets are a great way for you to just sort of go through and get inspired and say like, oh, you know, I'd really like to try this in a video, right? And so trying to remove those barriers and make it super easy for you to just get in and start playing around is, is something we're trying to focus on. Yeah. So, so Kelly, there's lots of work that goes into home team. And first of all, we want to thank our developers. They're awesome. It's amazing what they can build and do and think about. Um, I'm curious, so beyond the home home window, which is just really the introductory experience, what, what are some of the highlights of this release that you would want to point out to us? Yeah, absolutely. So before we leave the home window, as long as we're talking about new things, um, uh, so we have these tabs in the home window. Um, we have the learn tab, which is something that we've had for a while, but we've done a big content refresh in there and we've made it super easy to um, find this great content that will uh, give you a ton of uh, useful information about how to use Camtasia. So if you're new to Camtasia, or even if you're not new, if you're just trying to figure out something new, the Learn tab is a great place to go find uh, new content. And we've refreshed that and it looks great now. Um, we also have the What's New tab. That one is new for 23 in Camtasia. And um, in the past, we haven't always done the best job of um, bubbling to the surface some of the new things that we're bringing in Camtasia. Um, we're trying to constantly bring out new value and new features for people to work with. Um, but we haven't exposed that well. So the what's new tab inside of the home window is really us trying to bring that to all of our users and say, look, here's all the new stuff that we have, you know, and celebrate it and get excited about it and, you know, look through it and say, oh, I'd really like to try that in a new project. So um, definitely check out the what's new tab um, if you haven't yet. Um, so what essentially what we could just go through the what's new tab and that's all the things that are we could talk about, right? Like. Yeah, it really, it, it does cover a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. So if we're looking at it, uh, you know, for those of you able to watch it, um, you know, dynamic backgrounds is new in Camtasia. Um, those are And we'll talk more about amazing. those in a second, Kelly. I want to make sure we talk yes. about those specifically, but like, yep. and they're, they're so cool. Yep. Dynamic backgrounds are amazing. Um, we've done a ton of stuff with um, cursors. So 
Uh, we uh, added the ability to have cursor shadows and change the color of your cursor, which um, if you've been watching along over the last year, we've done a lot with um, being able to scale up cursors and change the uh, pathing on cursors. This is just continuing that story and trying to give you uh, more control without having to make it a lot more work when you're trying to, um, to do things with your cursors. Um, we have motion pathing in Camtasia. So similar to our cursor here, you could change the path of your cursor before. Uh, we've sort of brought that ability to uh, most images and, and uh, media inside of Camtasia. So you can uh, set out these paths for your media and uh, give it nice Bezier curves and have it move all around the screen. And um, definitely try that one out because it brings a lot of uh, value for what you're trying to do there. Um, we have a uh, background removal effect. That one's in beta. We're still playing with that. Um, you know, if you've ever done uh, the green screen chroma removal feature before, uh, this is sort of like an easy mode of that. And so um, give that a shot. We're hoping to develop that one a little bit more. Um, keep scrolling down the list. Let's see what, what else we have in here. <laughs> and we don't need to go yep, through there's... all of them now that I know that this is here. But, but yeah, there's a ton. In, there's a ton in there. Probably the other big things are, um, you know, our library. We've expanded a ton. Um, there's a uh, we we've really leaned into what's called this Lottie format inside of our library now where you can really easily change the colors of all of the assets that we have inside of there. Um, and we have sort of the dynamic fills and backgrounds that are all accessible inside of the library. So, um, you know, if you haven't checked the library in a while, go look at that because there's a bunch of stuff in there. So, so real quick, Kelly, we need to do our, our, our listeners a favor because I, my guess is there's a good chunk of them who don't, you said the word Lottie and it has like, it has like zero meaning. Uh, for them. So I'm curious, how, how would you define a Lottie? Because I, I know what they are and I think they're they're amazing, but I don't think that's a common, it's not like a GIF or ping or PNG, however you say it, like the kind of vernacular day to day. Yeah. So a Lottie file is essentially um, an animation file that is uh, constructed with math. So if you go inside of the Lottie file, there's a bunch of uh, uh, information inside of there that will tell the uh, picture how to be drawn. And so where that's useful is that it allows you to take these Lottie files and scale them up because it's not um, a rasterized image uh, that as you scale it up, gets sort of blurry and fuzzy. Um, you can scale them up uh, sort of indefinitely and they retain their quality. Um, and also because uh, the, the images are being drawn by math instead of a rasterized image, you can then go in um, post fact of creating these and do things like change the color on the fly and it really helps you take the um, images that you find and customize them and make them uh, sort of your own. Yeah. And so anyone go, go check those out. Lottie files are cool. It works really well in Camtasia. I, I've seen some cool stuff just to add some kind of flair and animation and uh, kind of understanding even through the, through those. So, all right, Kelly, let's, let's move on to this. I know you're, you're passionate about dynamic backgrounds. Uh, I've seen your videos. I watched them. I watched them again this morning. Um, Tell us the, the, okay, what is a dynamic background and what makes this really a unique and special feature of Camtasia? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm super passionate about these, obviously. Um, so if you've done any work with video in the past, um, you've probably heard of a term motion background. And essentially what that is, is um, it's just a type of background that you use to fill some content that's in front of it. And usually it'll have uh, things like gradients or dust and particles. And it's just a, supposed to be something that acts as a backdrop for um, your content that's on the screen. Um, the problem with these motion backgrounds is that they are um, a static video file. They're just an MP4. And so when you download these from an asset store, uh, they're usually limited in length 
and what you can do to adjust them. So if you download a, 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 a motion background that's, say, 15 seconds in length, but you need that to be on the screen for, say, 45 seconds, what you end up having to do is make multiple copies of this motion background on your timeline. And then where the motion backgrounds uh, hit, where they repeat, you just have to sort of hope that they repeat it. Otherwise, you get the sort of like jarring switch effect, right, where the, the video clips. Um, and then uh, as far as making adjustments to the motion background, you really can't because it's a video file. So if you see something that you like and you're like, oh, I really like that, but the purple color isn't doing it for me. I wish it was more of like a green. There's not much you can do because it's a video file. And so um, what we've done with dynamic backgrounds is try to take some of those limitations and just completely remove them. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to bring up Camtasia here cuz I've I've got it's so one thing that, you know, it's in the library. So anyone who's looking for this, go to the library. There's the Camtasia 2023 folder and then you can see there's a there's there's a lot in here. So I'm just going to throw some of these down here. Uh so Kelly, as as I'm just playing with these and if you're watching this, you get to see if podcast again, we'll, don't worry, we're we're not going to leave you hanging here. How did this come about? It sounds like some of it is overcoming constraints of like the, the, the dynamic backgrounds or no, the motion backgrounds. So what, like, is this something that's pretty common in the industry? Do you guys, where do these come from basically? Yeah. So it's something that, you know, we use internally and we've watched others use, um, you know, both in Camtasia and in, in other editors. And so trying to understand how we can remove some of these limitations. So if you're watching what's happening on the screen right now, um, you can take uh, a dynamic background and completely change the color on it like Matt is doing right here. Um, you know, if you saw something that you thought you didn't like that was green, you can change it to have different uh, uh, colors or different highlights. Um, you know, the limitations in time on, on, the, on the timeline is a big thing. You can make this dynamic background run for 10 seconds. You can make it run for 10 minutes. You can make it run for 10 hours if you really want to. Um, and so it Instead of you having to sort of work really hard to make these motion backgrounds work with your content, the dynamic backgrounds will work with your content and you can adjust them however you need to make it work with what you're doing. So, so Kelly, one of the things that comes up with something like this is, gosh, this is just another piece of media I've got to have on my, it's taking up space on my, my computer. How, how are dynamic backgrounds different? Yeah, so that's another added benefit right here. Um, similar to Lottie's, uh, dynamic backgrounds are uh, drawn on the screen using math. And so when you download a motion background, you'll often find that if you want the highest quality ones, they can run 100, 150, 200 megabytes for a 15, 20 second clip. With dynamic backgrounds, most of these are measured in kilobytes. They're absolutely tiny. And so, um, you know, instead of having these gigantic motion backgrounds taking up space on your hard drive for each project, you have these tiny dynamic backgrounds, which are at this point a rounding error in space and you don't even have to think about it. Okay. Now I'm playing with it, Kelly. I, and I've got some ideas here, but how, like practically, like, look, it's a background. What am I going to do with this thing? How do, how? What would you recommend? So if someone's like, you know, I don't know really a lot about video production. I don't know a lot about these, these dynamic backgrounds. How would you recommend someone start getting to use it? Where would you want to use it in a project? Yeah, probably the most impactful uh, tip I can give for dynamic backgrounds is to use them as a frame for your content. And so if you have uh, a screen recording um, that you want to show off to people, um, Sometimes it's, it's tough to watch a screen recording just in and of itself, taking up the full, full space. So you become disconnected with the content. And like I was talking about before, 
uh, you win as a content creator if you are trying, if you end up making engaging content and you make something that people want to watch. And so dynamic backgrounds are all about trying to do that. So if you take a screen recording and put it on your timeline and scale it down just a little bit, say to 90%, what you end up with is your content in the screen. And then it's framed by this beautiful dynamic background that's constantly flowing and moving behind it. And just that subtle little difference can keep people engaged because, uh, when you have email notifications going off and your phone buzzing and dogs barking people outside, it's super easy for your viewers to get distracted and take their eyes off. And so if you have these dynamic backgrounds constantly moving behind your content on the screen, it's just another way to keep their attention pulled in and engaged. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really cool, right? It gives, it gives it something else to, to provide kind of this, you know, motion. And we know motion is critical because people look for motion, right? Oh, there's something changing, something moving. So I, I do, I do love that. And I've, I've been playing with like, you know, just all the different kind of effects, blend modes on top. So layering things, yeah, you know, still trying to figure out all the different parts and pieces. I can see where, uh, anytime I need something dynamic, whether it's, a especially like I'm thinking intros, thinking transitions, you know, like across, like, okay, we've gone from this topic, this topic, I need to, you know, put something on screen to help you know that I've transitioned. I think it, uh, could be fun and they're completely just flexible, right? Fun is the right word, right? Uh, this is one of those features where, um, my biggest struggle that I have is I'll drop one on the timeline and just sit there and play with it for 10 minutes because I'm like, oh, that's, how do I want it? Do I want it th this size or do I want it this color? You know, or if I'm trying to make an intro, like, oh, this would be cool. Oh, but what if I did that? Right. And so those are the, the points in, in video editing that are really fun because you get to make things your own as opposed to sort of the, um, the, the, the less interesting parts of making video. For sure. So, okay. So di dynamic backgrounds are, are pretty amazing. Are there any other features that you're particularly like, this has been a game changer for you in Camtasia? Yeah. So I do find that I'm using the cursor shadow, uh, quite a bit, uh, for most of my, uh, content. So one of the things that we did in, uh, during our 22 release cycle is uh, we allowed people to scale their cursors up. And so by default, I think we're at 225%. So you'll notice any screen recording that you bring in, the mouse cursor is automatically scaled up a little bit. And the reason that we did that is because, again, you've got that engagement factor, right? Uh, if you have a larger cursor on your screen, it's easier for people to follow it around, which is great. It works super well. Um, I'll often even bump my cursor up to 400% um, because it just makes it so nice to watch that cursor moving around the screen and, and keep your eyes tracked with it. But with the introduction of um, the shadows that we have for cursors, it takes that up even another notch. And so when you drop a, a cursor shadow effect on top of your cursor, it'll put the, the shadow of the cursor even more pronounced in the screen. And uh, it really just gives some depth to what you're trying to do on the screen. And so, you know, couple that with what we're trying to do with dynamic backgrounds here, you start to almost feel like these layers emerge in your screen. Um, so rather than sort of like you're just staring at this boring screen content, it's almost framing it like a beautiful picture that has depth and you can see, you know, the, the dynamic background layer and then your screen content layer, and then the mouse with the uh, shadow starts to pop out from it almost. And it's a really interesting effect. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. And I'm just thinking about like, you know, then if I, I could change my cursor because of cursor replacement, I can make, you know, really useful actually was talking to someone and they suggested like if you were doing a, a you know a, some kind of tutorial or something about you know you have different tools that maybe you have to use you could change your mouse cursor to be a tool like it's oh this is a screwdriver this is a hammer and then add that with like motion paths and all of a sudden you've got this really rich 
dynamic kind of capable way to explain visually what someone should do or what they need that I just think, you know, even in a software, you know, kind of that software, I'm thinking about Camtasia, like I teaching someone about annotations, maybe my cursor becomes the annotation uh, icon. So I can be like, oh, look, this, this is what I'm looking for as it goes and helps me find that thing. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. I love that you're thinking about, we're thinking about uh, this other kind of medium of depth that happens in video, which is because video is frankly fairly, it's kind of flat, right? It's the, whatever the layer is you see, but this way we're, we're maybe getting around that a little bit. It's inherently very two-dimensional, right? And so anything we can do to make that pop out a little bit more is great. Um, Joe Dearman, one of our uh, lead UX designers, put on an absolute masterclass in uh, our introduction video for Camtasia 23. And uh, in that, he showed off some really cool ideas for what you can do with cursor replacement as far as um, using it for branding of your content and your own personal brand. And so if you haven't checked out our release video for Camtasia 23 on our YouTube channel, absolutely do that because Joe will give you some really cool information there. Yeah. And if you're clever and what you talked about at the er being curious, right? You're watching what other people are doing. There's some ideas in there. I saw that. Like, oh, between what Joe did and our video producer, Andy Owen, like, I'm like, why, how is that going behind the cursors going behind Joe? Uh, and the objects are going, it's like, there's some pretty cool things that you can, as you start piecing these, some of these new tools together, it, you can do so a lot of really interesting things that I think will be eye-catching as well as helpful and instructive. So, well, Kelly, I want to ask you another question here. Uh, you know, we probably have people who are, are definitely hardcore, like I'm in Camtasia, they're already upgraded, they're already trying things out. We might have people who are maybe sitting on the fence, they got that older version, they're, uh, you know, they like it, they're, you know, it's like hard to change to new things sometimes. Or maybe there's people who are listening who are not even, they're not in Camtasia. So, Give us your pitch. You know, what is your pitch for why someone should get Camtasia 2023? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to keep going back to that engagement factor, right? Every single time that we put out a release of Camtasia, we're trying to help people to make more engaging content. And so, you know, 23 has so many of those little cool things that you have now with the dynamic backgrounds, uh, the stuff with the cursor shadows. Uh, we've got dynamic fills in the library. Uh, we have new uh, vignette effect. So there's lots of new features in there that are going to give you um, a new set of tools to really uh, up your engagement factor. And the way that we've designed them, we've tried to make it so that they're super easy to use. Uh, they're not going to, you know, give you another 30 minutes of boring work to do inside of Camtasia. They're supposed to be fun and exciting for you. And so, um, you know, really do yourself a favor and go download it and try it because I think you'll, you'll really enjoy some of the features we have in there. Fantastic. And I'd echo that. Go go download it. Try it. You can find it at Camtasia.com. You can just search for Camtasia download. Go to the TechSmith site. You'll you'll find it out. So Kelly, I appreciate all that you shared with us. We're not quite done yet because we are going to jump into our speed round. Here we go. All right. If you haven't listened to the show before, you're going to find out here. This is speed round questions where we ask questions with quick answers, but we choose those questions. We've got 12 questions that we ask almost everybody, but we only roll the die a couple times, 12 sided die. So let's go over to our dice cam. Here we go, Kelly. Number one is coming up here. We are going to go. Oh, do you know what? I think this is a first time that we've ever asked question number 12. It might be the first. So Kelly, you're, you're, you're lucky here. So number 12, what's a, your one go-to tool that helps you get the job done on a regular basis. Now you're, you're a product manager. 
So I'm curious, like, is there a tool, maybe it's software, maybe it's something physical, maybe it's who knows, pen and paper. What's the tool that you go to to help you get your job done? It, it's such a cop-out answer to give Camtasia. Am I allowed to say Camtasia? You, you can say whatever you want. I'm going to say Camtasia, right? And it's not going to be the answer that you probably would think or the reason why I would use Camtasia. Um, you know, in my role as a product manager, um, one of the things that I have to do a lot is convey information to people, right? It's a lot of um, going from, you know, what we're trying to do uh, with our business goals and trying to translate that over to what we do on the product team. Uh, so conveying information. And so traditionally how you would convey that information, right, is you'd make a slide deck, you'd go into something like PowerPoint, you'd, uh, you know, lay out your bullet points and things like that and talk about them. Um, over the last few years, I've found that I've completely gotten rid of PowerPoint. I don't even do uh, slide decks anymore, um, especially since we're starting to move into a world of asynchronous communication where you don't necessarily have an audience that you're going to be pitching at live. Um, it really gives you the opportunity to say, you know, do we need to do th things the traditional way, how we have with bullet points and, and PowerPoint presentations, or can we do it differently? And so I'll often use Camtasia as a replacement for doing those presentations and you know, that means that I get to go in and do things like use my dynamic backgrounds to uh, create a really compelling background that I then will pull up, you know, talking points on top of, and I'll record myself with like a video possibly and, you know, put it in the corner. But instead of it just being like a square box, I'll mat it and have a circle and do some audio effects with it. And there's just so many things you can do when you break out of the boundaries of what a traditional presentation is. And Camtasia has just been absolutely beautiful for, for doing things like that. Awesome. I, I think that's a, that is a great answer uh, and appreciate it because it's I think it's really good to hear. And I'm thinking all the things like, oh, yeah, that's true that we I see that. And I always love. So everyone uh, context wise, every about what, 10 weeks we have planning and we have give context meetings. And I always look forward to to seeing the videos that you're putting out for the company to say, like, hey, this is what's going on and this is what we're going to work on. So it's it's always cool. So, all right. Let's jump appreciate into it. our next question here. All right. We got an eight here. So, Kelly. If you had, this is a fun one. If you had to pick an image that represented you, what would it be? So you get one image to kind of represent who you are. One image that represents who I am. Let's see. Off the top of my head, how about a wizard that's spinning tons and tons of plates? That's kind of what I feel like, <laughs> right? The wizard part of it is uh, the part of my job where I get to go out and do research and find out what people are doing and uh, what they want to be doing. And the spinning plates is me trying to run around and balancing all of the different priorities that I have to make sure that we, we get all that represented in the product. And for what it's worth, I imagine this is an animated GIF. It's not, it's not a static image. It's got kinetic no. energy to it. A Lottie even, right? We'll do it as a Lottie. A Lottie. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Let's do, let's do one more roll here. All right. We're going down to two. Okay. So you... Uh, have been, like I said, been making videos for a long time. Now you're working in the space where you get to help guide the team in terms of the kind of the product features, helping them understand your, uh, customer needs. Uh, how have you got, like, what would you say has helped you? And I, I know people don't like this uh, in terms of they don't feel like they've become masters of what they're doing. They're always learning. But how'd you get good at this? How, how do you feel like you've been able to grow from kind of video production person to product manager that's helping shape and guide what the team does? Yeah. So, you know, the role of a product manager uh, really is being about about being curious, right? And wanting to constantly improve things. And so, you know, 
I myself am very lucky in that, you know, I got into video production way early on and I got into Camtasia way early on. As you said, I've been here almost 20 years, which is almost unbelievable. Um, so I, I was using Camtasia, you know, just as a video producer and having fun with it. And, you know, obviously that makes me very opinionated on it and, oh, we should do this or we should do that. And so that naturally led over time to me sort of moving into the role where I can, you know, start uh, having my, having that opinion divine where we're going with the product. And so, um, you know, that's a blessing and a curse at times, right? Because one of the things you have to remember as a product manager is that you aren't always the user. And so you have to be careful not to design the product for exactly what you want and make sure you go out and listen to what other people are saying about your product. So, um, but yeah, it's, I've been very fortunate that I've been able to, um, you know, move from what I really enjoyed doing, which was video editing, and then take that into a, a product management role that I'm in now. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, I'm sure there are people who have opinions who would like to share them with you, or they just want to comment on on the release or just connect with you. Where where can they connect with you? Where should they be looking for your stuff? Oh, let's see. I'm not on too many of the social medias. I'm on LinkedIn. You can probably find me on there. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, which hopefully you'll post a link to possibly, Matt, Yep. Uh, where every so often I will uh, take some of my videos that I make about how to use dynamic backgrounds and uh, put a tip up on there. So if you're so inclined to be curious as to find out what we're doing with Camtasia, uh, maybe give it a like and subscribe and learn something from it. Fantastic. Well, Kelly, we like to wrap up our show pretty much the same way with our guests. We ask them for their final take. So Kelly, Rush, what is your final take? Uh, my final take, get out there and use Camtasia 23. There are so many cool things inside of it. You're going to love doing it. Um, you know, if, if you are a passionate video creator and you're looking for ways to, um, make your video content more engaging, uh, without a ton of extra work, Camtasia 23 is going to have a ton of great features for you. So get out there and start using it. Sounds great. And Kelly, thank you so much for being here in the visual lounge with me. Absolutely. You bet, Matt. Anytime. All right, everybody. Kelly Rush, isn't he awesome? We're so grateful to have him at TechSmith all these years, leading video, helping shape the product. We're thankful for all the team that worked on Camtasia. There are a lot of people that go, if you don't know what goes into software development, there are a lot of people that put a lot of hard effort into making this come to fruition. We want to thank all of them because our developers, man, they're wicked smart and they make really cool stuff. And they, I know between them and the product team, the product management, they've got cool stuff that's still being worked on, that's still coming. I can't wait. A couple of things I know about, I am so just super excited for. We'll talk about that when it happens. So so with that said, we always like it, just like Kelly said, if you like and subscribe, you get the current episodes. If you're on the podcast, you know, seeing you're listening on Apple or wherever you're listening, leave a review. Give us, you know, five stars, give us four stars, help us know what we could do better so that, you know, we can improve and we also know that you're you're getting to the content you that you're enjoying the content with that said you know our goal here is really to help you kind of understand what's going on in the world of images and videos how do you might use those how to grow from that and we hope that you take a little time wherever you are whatever you're doing to level up every single day thanks everybody 